Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Hour Football Podcast, episode 62. I'm Amelia Lopez. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. Another week of Liga Mex Feminil action, another week to talk about, another portion of the podcast that Ollie decides to interrupt me. Ollie, what's up? You can talk. What is it? Yes, you can stay with me, but close the door and we're going to be quiet, okay? Okay. So Ollie's going to stay with me today, and hopefully he doesn't make any noise as I'm joined by my counterpart, Adriana Terrazas. Adriana, how are you today? Oh, baby. I'm great. I just, I, I, I'm just a huge Ollie fan, to be honest. <laughs> so I'm just expecting him to say something, like, so clever and, and just to the point right about now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm eager to see what Ollie has to say about um, women's soccer today. You know, it's funny. He actually, I've been pretty vocal about this. Like, Ollie doesn't care for soccer. Like, he likes it, but he's not, like, super into it. Um, But lately, he's been, like, trying to be friends with me, which sounds hilarious. I know people don't understand how I talk to my children, but he's been trying to, like, be friends with me. So he's like, Amy, do you want to watch some soccer, like, to get on my good side? So I'm just like... So I'm just like, yeah, sure, we'll watch soccer. Or, like, he'll see that, you know, I have a soccer game on, and he'll be like, ooh, Amy, like, this is soccer. So now I'm kind of easing him into it. I'm like, okay, if you're actually going to really dig it, like, let me tell you, like, who we root for, what team I'm watching for. Um, So then I'll tell him, like, yesterday, LA Galaxy and LAFC were both playing. So I would tell him, like, oh, we're going for the white team, or we're going for the team, you know, in black and stuff like that. So it's fun. It's fun. We'll, we'll see yeah, how Just it give goes. it time. Just give it time. He'll... He'll grow into it. He'll he'll like it even more. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Hopefully. But yes, lots of soccer to talk about today. We're going to jump into Liga Mex week three, recap all the good stuff that happened there. Um, you know, start talking about week four, because as of right now, which is Thursday evening, there is there was a really good game today between America and Ecaxa. And of course, previewing the rest of the games this weekend. Um, talk a little bit about the NWSL and just women's soccer in general all over the globe, because a lot of positive things are happening there. And then we'll give the men a little bit of time at the end. <laughs> but I'm going to kick off the pod. Liga Max Feminine Week 3 in the books. Um, biggest standout for me, obviously, is Chivas Feminine. I mean, I know we were talking about, like, let's not start getting ahead of ourselves last week. But I don't know. Super leader, three weeks in a row. Obviously, like a plus, 10, a plus 9 um, goal differential. 10 goals in favor, one goal against. I don't know. I, I, think, I think they're the real deal. That was a really cool game, by the way. I mean, you had really great goals. Um, Maria, Maria Sanchez's one was really, really cool. I mean, I, I think you guys can still look look these up on Twitter probably and, and find them. Um, amazing, amazing game by Chivas. I'm kind of, you know what I'm missing? I'm kind of missing um, seeing more games at stadiums, though. I'm kind of, I think we're gonna miss out on so many like really like key games this season um, just because people can't be at stadiums. So. That's kind of like a bummer because you're kind of used to having, yeah, some of them in, in the club facilities, but I was kind of more used to seeing, for instance, that the Luca matches were usually at the stadium. Um, America, obviously, still missing Azteca. So I was kind of thinking about that when I was looking at the Toluca uh, Chivas game because I don't remember them actually playing at club facilities, at least not on a game that, that was um, on TV. So that was kind of weird seeing them play at Metepec, which is Toluca's uh, club facilities. So yeah, that, that was kind of weird. But yeah, again, Chivas just doing an amazing job. Um, I'm, I haven't taken a look at their calendar in a while. I just don't know if it's because it, it's a really good start or just because um, other teams haven't been as prepared. But yeah, it definitely is something um, really exciting to see Chivas doing so, so well. And I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. It's, it's funny that you did you bring that up because, I mean, their next match for this week is going to be against Mazatlan. We have Santos, who is struggling. Cruz Azul, who, you know, is kind of mid-table. Pumas in the same direction. Querétaro, I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five extra weeks of, I want to say, like, increased momentum because then after that match, you know, six weeks later, they finally face Monterrey which up there with like Tigres and even America, you know, are probably their biggest challenges. But I feel I feel the same way you do. Like they don't seem like they're going to have any significant challenges or anything to stop them anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, the only thing we should probably be worried about is, is injuries. But to be honest, if we're already like two weeks in in the tournament, um, I would have expected injuries to come really like start off the season and everything just because... I don't know, we saw that, for instance, with, when the Bundesliga started, everyone was getting injured and it was just difficult because they were practicing on their own and everything. I, I just, what, what probably helped them was actually that 
they started off a, bit, a little bit later than when we were expecting. I mean, we were all expecting a tournament to start um, at the end of July. So maybe those couple of weeks that we were just hesitantly waiting and, and, and just really so anxious to see the, uh, the teams back um, might have helped them actually avoid those injuries that we saw in some other leagues when they started off after the pandemic. Yeah, so I mean, we're definitely going to see... I mean, I don't know. We're not see, we're not seeing them stop anytime soon. And you just look at, um, you know, our friends over at the Chivas and Norte Pod have a really great now feminine segment, which our good friend Melissa and I was listening to them yesterday talk about just how this team is progressing. You know, we've talked about it before. The foundation has always been there, even with Savio's leaving. It seemed like Mejia just kind of had to make sure he didn't mess that up. Um, but. Th- it feels like just the chemistry between the team is really good that I don't I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. And I don't see Alicia specifically Alicia Cervantes um slowing down anytime soon because she can provide those assists, but even her attempts when she doesn't get the goals, there was one like half volley she tried last game that almost went in that I mean it's just I mean we it's it gets you excited. It makes you excited for these players and, and what they're capable of doing. Maria Sanchez finally got a really good goal. Um, you know, and then he, I mean, Mejia himself kind of mentioned it, you know, once those injuries are, are have recovered, those players have recovered, you, you, Janelli Farias, I know Tanya came back um, this past game, but I don't know, they're, it does feel like they're up there with, you know, Rayadas and Tigres, where that's going to be their competition, and we'll finally see um, the challenges they face until they um, they come against those teams. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm looking at their calendar. They last two games are against America and Tigres. Those are really good games. <laughs> I mean, yeah. those are games. I mean, we, we could probably expect to see those games again in the Liguilla, just like a couple of weeks after that. Um, so yeah, that's going to be really intense. I mean, yeah, you, you've, they've got a couple home games, um, consecutive home games against Pachuca, Cholos is also pretty interesting. But yeah, they end off. Um, the week, the last week is against Tigres, and then the week before that is um, their home game against America, which is a Clásico. So, yeah, I mean, halfway through, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at Pumas halfway through the season, Monterrey as well. But again, what you were saying, I mean, they'll probably be carrying some really good inertia with these uh, first games, and we'll probably even be able to start looking into, I don't know, giving other other players some minutes in case of injuries or just give them some rest. So, yeah, I mean, really, really exciting to see Chivas doing so, so well. And I don't, I don't know. I just hope they, they all stay healthy. I just hope it's like everyone's healthy throughout the entire season. Just keep it cool, not, not to have to worry about, oh, this team was doing so well, but then they lost all these players because of injuries and stuff like that. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so their next match will get will be against um, one of my favorite teams in the league, Mazatlan, on Monday, um, which, again, is, is probably going to be um, a for-sure win. So that winning streak will just continue on. Um, for the next couple of weeks, we'll definitely see. Um, other notable games from this past jornada. Mazatlan finally got a win. We were right on the end of Mazatlan 1-0. <laughs> um, they're, they're fun to watch. I mean, poor Nakaxa, they, you know, we're talking about that later on today. Uh, you know, jornada 4, they keep, they haven't won a single game. But in terms of just, you know, new teams, I mean, Mazatlan has an interesting story, right? Morelia is... Uh, it's now turned into Mazatlan. But Liliana, Liliana Hernandez herself, who scored the goal to get them the the, the win and who, who scored in the past for them this season, has faced so much adversity when it comes to teams. She was part of Veracruz, then she was part of Morelia, now she's part of Mazatlan. Um, but but good win for them. You know, good win and, and, and really exciting to see from the Mazatlan Femenil. She was only, like, the only team left for her to actually, like, struggle with was, like, probably Lobos Wap or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all these teams disappearing, relegated, both um, just being eliminated or disappearing from the league. Um, I'm, it, it, that would actually be so interesting to see how many players um, out of Veracruz's first squad and Lobos and, and Monarcas now um, have actually stayed with the league. That should be that would be like really interesting to see because I mean, it means you've probably moved around three states in the country. It means you've probably had to, I don't know, like bunk up with, with other players, live with them, like just move around and, and deal with, like yeah, like you were saying, like so many adversities. I mean, it's not that easy. And I'm pretty sure there's several cases of players just being, I, I just want to play and I'll make it happen. I'll move around if I have to. Um, we've talked about this many times. I mean, many clubs still have tons of work to do regarding uh, making sure that players are, are being paid better so they can actually live 
um, more decently, not have to have an, an extra job or just have to struggle with making it to practice because they're actually um, spending more money making it to practice and buying their own shoes and stuff like that, um, rather than actually just making a bit of money that they can live off of um, as players. So hopefully that that's some just something that's improving. I, I, I'm not quite sure how Mazatlan is dealing with that right now. I mean, I do applaud that they're one of the four clubs that have um, a women's sports director, so, so someone looking over the team. So that's pretty cool. Um, I know you like the colors as well, Amy. I, I know that logo is it's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, but hey, yeah, I'm not the only person doing... that likes the. I have like non like Liga Max Feminine, just like um, uh, familiar people because they don't necessarily follow the league, but you know are familiar with it because of all the stuff that I post. And they're like, hey, those like Mazatlan jerseys are like the, the purple. Are awesome. Really cool. Yeah. We, we need more purple teams in, in this world. Yeah, we, that, we just need to make that happen. Yeah. Let's give uh, let's give Chivas an away jersey that's purple. Let's do that. <laughs> No, their away jersey is pretty cool. They, you know That's what they true. messed up on uh, that Melissa was was telling us? Um, the name they have, or the numbers? Yeah, the, the numbers. The numbers are like, they're like half red, half blue. But I think they didn't remember that they have like a, a red stripe and a blue stripe right down the middle of their backs. And that's where the numbers go. So you can't really tell what the numbers are. So yeah, I, I think they kind of messed up on that one. Um, other than that, the, the away jerseys are pretty cool. <laughs> yes, so, I love yeah. the teal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another notable game. Uh, Atlas versus Querétaro 3-3. Nice to see Querétaro and see Carla Rossi, you know, kind of starting to score goals. Um, Atlas kind of flippy-flopping. I really thought they are going to have a, the start of a strong season, um, kind of going back and forth. Uh, we have Tigres 4-1, just pure domination. Katy Martinez, uh, Katia Bad, however she wants to be, another brace. Um Another another team, Adriana, that just like Chivas, it just it oh it seems like Tigres will not be challenged until they face those higher up teams. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it, it just seems as though yeah they're just like unstoppable. If something happens, just like one of those accidents, like like the Barcelona A two game. If Tigres loses, it's just that big of an accident. It's just something that can happen, but all odds are against that actually happening. It's just like a mathematical probability. It has to happen sometime. So when it does, it's like, oh, they lost. And it's probably like, I don't know, just weird results. And I don't know, we'll all be like, 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 wait, what? I mean, Dita's lost? How is that possible? I don't know. It's just like an accident of football. Those things happen. Yeah, then we had San Luis versus Puebla, 3-1. Um, strong strong win for San Luis over there. Pumas versus Juarez, 3-0. Uh, Pachuca versus Cruz Azul ended 0-0. Help me get a point in my quiniela. Um, I I went for the I went for the for the uh, for the draw and I got it. But that was a pretty level game. I mean, I thought Pachuca was trying to dominate in the first half. Even the uh, you know end of first half statistics kind of proved that Pachuca kind of had the upper hand. But nobody ever really finished in that game. It was unfortunate um, to see, but also fortunate because I got a point in my quiniela. <laughs> Um, Rayadas with a 4-1 win over Leon. Uh, a lot of, like we said last week, a lot of exchanged players between those teams. Um, but, you know, obviously a, a good departures and, and looking forward with, like, Yemi Franco, obviously. Um, but those that fifth goal for Desiree, that was just absolutely phenomenal. It's just crazy how good she is and how... I mean, she's consistently scoring. It's not like as, as if we've gone through like a like a dry spell or just like like oh this today oh wow she she hasn't scored in like three games. I mean, I don't think that has ever happened. It's it's crazy. I mean, and you look at Rayas, and we talked about this um, during the preseason. We were like, oh my yeah, always like Tigres, Rayas, America, Chivas. Um, usually expect them to be you know top of the game and everything, and then all of a sudden it's like Rayas brought in all these players, and you're like, are you kidding me? I mean, you you had a good team. You now that whatever you have is just I mean, there's no way to describe it. It's just like killer team. I mean, just every single position. You have amazing competition. You look at the bench, and it's like any any one of those players could could be on the field at this moment, or just with any other team. Um, so it's just amazing how like they they just kicked it up a notch, and we're like, yeah, we're we're going for this. We want a second title. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, we're all expecting if if it's not Tigres, it's Monterrey, or the other way around to probably just win again. But it's it, it's just amazing to see such a strong team. And then you see, I mean, Monica Flores, who just joined the team, obviously she had two assists, um, phenomenal crosses from her. Just Th Those just were the really game. amazing. They're so precise. So, oh, so, so well done. Yeah, I, those were really, really great goals. I mean, great assists. 
yeah, it's just it's really it's really exciting to see them, you know, because I that was one of my hesitations. Like if you could find like a flaw in Rayadas, it was maybe that their team doesn't mesh um, as well as you'd expect them with all these reinforcements. But no, after that first game, you're just seeing them just just do so well. I mean, granted, Leon did give them like too much space in the mid at times during that game, but they just perfectly took advantage of that and would just, you know, find each other so eloquently, um, kind of in the way that you're kind of seeing with Chivas, but just like a little bit more um, from Rayales, given that experience that those players um, bring in. Obviously, you have Birkin Road and Flores that are coming from Europe. So, yeah, it's, it's super exciting to watch Rayales play, and I know that the fans are just absolutely loving everything that they do. Um, so looking forward to more things and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. We're actually going to be able to watch their next game. So definitely something to look forward to. Um, closing off for another three, we had America with a 2-1 victory over Cholos. Cholos finally getting a goal. Um, but what a rebuilding Struggle. season that is definitely <laughs> going to be for Cholos. Just... Yeah, I, again, I, I, I feel for them because um, being a club that actually had a women's team before the league actually existed, you kind of like you kind of root for them because of that, because they, they were, I don't know, just so eager to have that project out. Um, they just, I mean, pursued despite the fact that, I mean, they had to play in the States sometimes. Um, I've, I've read stories of players coming into practice around 6 a.m. and then again in the afternoon or, or, or at night, because that was the only time that they could actually um, be at the facility. So it, it's just so many things they've struggled with. And now with all this rebuilding of the team it's it's you kind of feel for them because they they really do as a club they deserve a lot better yeah so definitely i mean it it's unfortunate i mean i will say credit to them they were slightly exposing and it's something that i think america is going to struggle with um just this season and beyond like those little opportunities i think renekoyar had a few chances here and there to score it was unfortunate she didn't get any um it was fortunate for america to get a pk when they did but there's these little cracks and these little stumbles that America has. Even today, as we move on to Jornada 4, you know, a dominant 6-1 victory against Necaxa. I mean, absolutely just knocked it out of the park early on, 20 seconds in, and we get a goal um, from Cassandra Cuevas. But still, and then less than 60, 60 seconds later, another goal. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then 60 seconds later, another goal. I, Janae scored the second one, if I remember correctly. Her first goal this season with an America jersey. Um, so absolutely, I mean, absolutely just dominated the entire way. Daniela, Daniela Espinoza is tied with Lucero Cuevas now for maximum goal score for America Femenil um, with 49 goals. But it's that it's that opportunity that Nagaxa had to score. And I know that it's nitpicking. I know it's like, this is a 6-1 win, right? But every other team that's faced Nagaxa hasn't let Nagaxa score. I mean, and I'm including Mazatlan in this. You know, so it's like this little, if there's a... If you know if there's a crack in the otherwise perfect pavement that America has going for them, it's the fact that they keep you know letting these goals go in. They, they let they let these little mistakes happen that you know concede them goals. San Luis last weekend also had a golazo of their own because of that uh, inability to clear. Um, which I think you know in the long run, are they playoff contenders? No doubt about it. But I think in those you know pressured moments when they start facing. Um, those you know those much more better teams they're gonna have they're gonna ha they're gonna stumble and have you know unfortunately a few cases where that might end up coming back to bite them. Agreed. And 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 by the way, Pumas also played their game, um, their pending week one game against Santos, oh, yeah. which they couldn't play because um, of several players uh, testing positive for COVID. That was probably like, like top three worst referee were like just in general the entire game was was awful in that sense i mean you had players fighting halfway through the game um kind of like shoving each other pushing each other I, I mean players coming in all their teammates trying to break them apart and then there was this play at the end of the game which was so clearly a penalty i mean it was just like it's like, not just a like, penalty that's a straight red if i've I ever know. seen one it was it was an awful play and everyone was like it's, it's going to be a penalty it's, wait she's not wait it's not a penalty it wasn't anything i mean the player didn't even get like a yellow like a yellow card and she had already like a previous yellow card because these two th these were the same players that were fighting like 15 minutes before um th those were the players that, th that their teammates had to break up and then one of them just commits this awful foul on um i'm trying to remember who it was um it was Cynthia it was Isela Osorio that I'm remembering. I'm trying to remember against Jacqueline Garcia uh, from Pumas. 
it was just killer. And then no penalty shot. And then Santos gets the, the, uh, the goal right like around stoppage time. It was like the 93rd minute or so. And then Ileana Davila comes on the field after the game ends, and she just starts screaming at the referee. I mean, she was she was obviously um, red carded. So it was just such a crazy game. I mean, just everything. I mean, it was just out of control. Players fighting, and then the the penalty, and it, it was I don't know. I hadn't seen a crazy game like that in such a long time in the women's league. And it seems that she she's actually had a misfortune. That particular official has had a misfortune of not having good calls this entire season, right? I know that um, I know that uh, the last Chivas game or, the, or I don't know one of the Chivas games that they that she was officiating, she also had pretty um, questionable non calls that she didn't that she didn't take into consideration, right? Yeah, I heard I heard about that, and then they said that during the rest of the game, she just seemed as though she didn't want to hear. Um, I mean, it, it seemed as though some people were saying that it was like obvious that she wanted to kind of, she was rooting for Santos. <laughs> I mean, she was she was really like calling things against Pumas. I I didn't see all, like the entire game. I just, I saw it when they were actually when they started fighting because like, I saw it, like Twitter going crazy like, wow, players are fighting on the field and everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, it's not that we don't want like more like more referees in the women's league but if they're not obviously prepared it just really hurts the league in general so i don't know hopefully i, I i'm pretty it also sure hurt we're not the players that, that we're lucky that that wasn't like something more serious because she didn't even get the ball she went straight to that's not the shin i don't know the side of the foot that's just it looked like it hurt a bunch yeah, it it was. I mean, they had to carry her like off the field, and I don't know. The doctor was checking if she was injured, and so I mean, she was crying. I mean, the player was on the field like crying, um, in pain. So again, it just. I mean, it's so unfortunate when that happens. It was just a crazy game. Um, again, you can probably look at for for the penalty for the non penalty, um, on Twitter. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's it's out there somewhere. Yeah. So it's just. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, matches to look forward to this week. We have, let's see, Cruz Azul versus Monterrey tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's going to be on Tudene, um, on t- on TV and streaming, correct? Yeah. Awesome. And then we have um, Querétaro versus Pumas on Saturday. Then we have Tigres versus Cholos again on Tudene on Sunday. That's going to be early <laughs> thanks to Tigres' new schedule for this season at 7 30 a.m pacific standard time then we got chivas, chivas versus oh sorry then we got puebla versus toluca um san luis versus pachuca and then on monday of course we have chivas versus mazatlan that will be on telemundo we have leon versus juarez and then we're ending it off with santos versus atlas i mean adriana i've been we were talking about this in the chat but i'm gonna bring it over here to the pod as of right now, um, alongside America's 6-1 win versus uh, Necaxa, here is how the uh, Golden Boot race is going. We have Daniela Espinosa at the top with five goals. Desiree um, Monsivais with five goals of her own. Cassandra Cuevas with four. She moved up. Uh, Alice Cervantes with four. Katy Martinez with four. Lisbeth Ovalle with three. I mean, Adriana, if you had to pick somebody to win this Golden Boot race, who would you pick? And um, thanks to our friend Eugene Rupinski, do you see do you see them making it to twenty goals this season? Ooh, I hadn't thought about the twenty goals. Um, I'm just gonna go with Desiree because, again, she's been so. I mean, again, if if two games go by and she hasn't scored, then we should be worried. But I don't really re- even remember that happening. Um, so I'm I'm guessing I'd go with Desiree just because of that. I mean, she's already been top goal scorer for the league, um, has an amazing team to back her up. So, um, she's not prone to injuries. So I'm I'll probably go with Desiree. Um, do you, will they reach 20 goals? Yeah, I think they might. I, I think mean, they will. I think I they think will, and not only Desiree. Look, if, if Desiree is going to brace almost every game. They're playing more than 10 games. There's no way she's not making it to 20. Like, I, yeah. I I feel it. I feel it inside. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you have Dani Spinoza and, and Desiree with five goals after three games, well, well two for some of them, um, it's just crazy to think that, yeah, they have 15 more to go. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think at least a couple of them will make more than 20 goals. Yeah. 
And then we got we got Danny Espinosa who's doing a very Carlos Carlos Vela esque of just taking every PK. I respect it though. I respect she's taking her PA to increase the tally. So totally <laughs> But I don't she's, know. At least she's, one... she's definitely in national team material. I can't wait till you see her in, in like oh, to see your national team. She's doing so, so well. It like since a, the yeah. first since the Apertura 2017 season, uh, first season for Liga MX Femenil, she was she's so consistent playing um, as a winger. I mean, constantly bringing up to the attack. Um, I think she played a little bit more midfield in the in the first seasons, but still, again, she's so quick. I mean, she's one of these Her players. Her aerial that, game is just drastically improved. It's just amazing to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those players that you've actually seen evolve like throughout all these seasons. I mean, and she's still so young. She's 21. So again, it's just one of these players that I'm really expecting to to make like a really breakthrough in 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 the in the national team. Yeah, I don't know. They're definitely there are multiple people. I'm saying it like this: multiple people are breaking 20 this season. I'm gonna say it right now. I mean, Kathy Martinez is also scoring a brace every game that she plays. I just, I don't, I don't see how they don't make it to 20. But yeah, we'll see. Um, Adriana, anything else we want to say about Liga MX Femenil before we move on? Um, uh, I think we pretty much covered it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, people. I mean, we're we're always all. Um, applauding everything they're doing on social media. So again, if you want to get a little more um, in depth with what's going on with the clubs, that they're doing amazing jobs in social media. So you can just follow the league and just follow teams and players. Um, it's always fun to see what they're doing during practice, after practice. I mean, you see some really crazy stuff, but it's fun to see how they're getting along and how the clubs are supporting them as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, moving on from women's soccer over to women's soccer. Um, for those of you who have been living under a rock, or if you follow this, you probably follow women's soccer, so you already know. But we're gonna go ahead and let you um, be reminded. NWSL kicks off their fall, their 2020 fall series this weekend. Um, it's gonna be on CBS All Access, so definitely look forward to it. I believe their first game, just like the Challenge Cup, will be on CBS. Um, that's gonna be between uh, Washington Spirit and Sky Blue. We uh, have Sabrina Flores over there, so definitely look out for that. That's gonna be on Saturday, September 5th, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our good friend, who's also been a guest on this pod, Sandra Herrera, is doing her thing over at CBS. So go ahead and watch and support. We also have Chicago Red Stars with Katie Johnson over there, and they'll have their game on saturday september 12th so definitely exciting super cool to see obviously nwsl getting this uh, you know this platform and did such a good job during the challenge cup and i'm excited to watch it again on cbs it looks like i have to keep my cbs all access (laughs) subscription (laughs) again um i mean again it's 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 so weird though because we're kind of not used to having some of the leagues like um happen at the same time i mean we've, we've got Baseball, we've got basketball, we're going to have like NFL following week, but we're going to have NWSL and we're also um, with the Liga MX Feminine. So it's kind of weird when all, all the leagues kind of overlapped. Um, I, I mean, I, I've been hearing some of the players still um, not sure if they're going to be available during the tournament. Kind of weird. I mean, Megan Rapino, for instance, I think I, I heard um, she might not be available to play this season. Not sure why, though. Um, but again, it's, it's always interesting to see all these players come up. Um, started like following them looking into the next world cup seeing all these players also move into like different teams i mean we saw uh bernil harder just sign with chelsea chelsea for the second time in history breaking a transfer record um again so it's, it's like all this movement it's, it's kind of weird because it's we're usually have, like looking at teams in september and they're kind of all set and they're ready to go um but they moved the transfer window so we're still seeing so many players move around so it's, it's kind of weird to, to have that happen but hopefully we'll have some really really great games do we have anybody from Liga Max Femenia I know we had that rumor with Ovalle and Martinez a while ago but do you foresee any players moving to the NWSL from Liga Max Femenia yeah. um I don't think so they've been actually kind of quiet um I mean we were all thinking um that Lisbeth Ovalle was going to go to um, Houston at some point but then she stayed. I haven't heard any rumors since. I think they've actually kind of killed that rumor. So, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, the thing that is, if they're still kind of young. So I, w- I would actually be expecting them to go to a university, um, play NCAA first, and then try to see if they make it to the NWSL. Because, I mean, these players are usually, like, less than 20 years old. So, I mean, they still could make it to, to college. But, yeah, I, I haven't heard um, any rumors regarding Liga MX players going to NWSL. 
I'm just stirring the pot. I'm just asking questions. I mean that I I also say that because ideas, should, Amy. They're not ideas, ideas. Like watch the NWSL, not just because women's soccer is fun, but also this could be your future Liga MX Feminines, you know, a future team. So start thinking of one to support. I personally think that I'm a Chicago Red Stars fan. I don't know. I just I mean, it could be Sandra's influence. I just kind of like that the way that they are. Um, but Portland's also a good, a good team. Do you have a, Do you have an NWSL team? Uh, no, I'm still undecided. Okay, see that? So there we go. If you're undecided, just watch it. It's fun mm-hmm. soccer. I recommend yeah. it. Uh, Adriana also mentioned Chelsea. Speaking of the FA Barclays Women's League, that is another women's soccer t- uh, league that you'll be able to stream and enjoy. They'll be on NBC or NBCSN. Um, I don't I don't know if they're on the NBC Sports app or Peacock. I don't know if they're the same thing or, or different things. But anyway, they'll also be broadcasting um, over there. So I just highly recommend And we recommend can watch it. it down here in Mexico. Isn't that weird? We, we can watch um, the Women's Super League as well, which is something it's not random, but it's just something I didn't really expect and but yeah you can watch the, the women's super league over here as well which is really exciting <laughs> to be honest how cool. did i hear the yoshi eating an egg sound right oh now? yeah that's my, my that's my whatsapp yep. that's you that's so cute wait, wait wait now you have to tell us what are your ring so you have the super mario sound oh or yeah that's, that's my ring t- no that's my ringtone <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought it was Ollie in the background, but I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I used to play Super Smash Brothers enough that I know the Yoshi sound. So Yeah, this is my ringtone, wait. It's like level two of Super Mario 3. Oh, it's so man. fun. I usually, like, people, when they call me, they have to wait so long for me to actually answer because I'll be dancing to the, like, to the ringtone. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so, yeah. I love I, have... I love the consistency in your brand, Adriana. Like, oh, yeah. I love it. It's so appropriate. Yeah. When it's I get awesome. an email, it's it's a one up. <laughs> oh, oh wait, that, my that's, God. That's, a, that's a tweet. Yeah, it, it just seemed I was so frustrated whenever I was like in a meeting or someplace and everyone's phone sounds the same. So I was like, mine had to be totally different. Otherwise, I, I hate picking up my phone and being like, oh, it's not me. So so I changed that. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows when it's you like and now every time i hear the yoshi sound be like adriana got a whatsapp message she needs to go yeah exactly that. <laughs> oh yeah so tons of women's soccer today just all the available platforms to look at it i mean just it's such a fun time like Adriana said i know it's a lot of sports all the time but this is a good problem to have this is a really good problem to have now you have so much women's soccer today just and also just cheer for arsenal Please, we got kicked out of Champions League and it broke my heart. Just enjoy them as Viviana Madima goes and becomes Golden Boot Race winner and we win the title. Anyway, <laughs> um, sp- speaking of Champions League soccer, uh, Women's Champions League, that was also on CBS. How'd you dig it, Adriana? Um, I was, I mean, I love that Lyon is such a dominant team just worldwide. I mean, I was actually, someone actually asked me if I thought that anyone like if, if there was any other club in the world that for some reason they haven't faced and could actually beat them and i was like i don't really think so i don't think there's any other club that's better than than than, than leon at any level um we were actually entering this discussion if we thought uh leon could actually play in the chinese super league i mean just again it, it's kind of weird when you start comparing like women's sports to men's sports and anything but i i thought they're just so good i mean the, the tactics, um, the support they've gotten from the club, it, it's just been so amazing. I mean, they're on in their league entirely, almost entirely on their own. So I could definitely see them actually even beating several uh, men's teams just because of that. I mean, they're, they're just so well prepared. You look at the team and it's like, I, I, I don't know, if they played the World Cup, if they were like a, a team in the World Cup, they'd definitely win. Um, so yeah, it was. I was happy to see also Wolfsburg come again. Um, I was kind of hoping it, it it would be a bit more complicated for for leon um seeing as though also wolfsburg has also um won uh, previously in the champions league but i mean you just look at leon and it's like dude i mean there's just not much we not much more we can actually do so i mean kudos to them they actually arrived to practice today and the men's side was was practicing there they waited for them they started applauding and just yeah. congratulating them for winning again so it's such a dominant team and i was actually just i tweeted out and i said um, they didn't raise the bar in women's soccer. They they built the bar. I mean that that's that's Leon. That that's what they've done to women's soccer worldwide. Yeah, 
Definitely. So enjoyable for me as well. Um, for those of you who know already, I tweeted out sometimes my dad and I just kind of bet on games just because, just for the banter, nothing else really. Um, so I expected Leon to, to win, so I kind of just made it interesting. He had Leon winning and I had and I went for Wolfsburg just for the bants of like betting. And I also got him to watch uh, women's soccer because it's really hard to do that um, with the way everybody works and stuff here, you know, their time. But he got out of work. Um, early and I was like I'm watching this game do you want to watch it with me um Leon's Leon is set to win I'll let you have them and we'll bet like two dollars and he actually had a lot of fun watching it he said you know he said that they were unstoppable once Wolfboy scored I thought it was, uh, scored I thought it was going to be interesting but hats off to Leon yeah they're the bar just through and through absolutely yeah it's it's just killer team I mean you look at them and you're like I we have to take like two players like off the field just to make it fair against all the others. But again, it's just such so great to see them doing so well after they've had like so much support. I mean, we've seen uh, all these players come out and just mention how um, how how the club has helped them feel so professional. So just make sure that they're prepared, that they're just focused on on being great players. Um, it, it's it's what we expect from all women's teams, to be honest. Yeah. Definitely. And speaking of setting the bar and what we expect from women's teams, huge news coming out of international soccer today or yesterday. Sorry, I can't even remember my days anymore. What is time? Um, Brazil announced that equal pay will be distributed for the men's and women's uh, national team players. Um, basically in terms of like prizes and daily rates, anything that the men's team receives, the women's will receive. Um, even in the aspect that they mentioned um, in this report, um, what the men receive um, for World Cup purposes uh, in alignment for what FIFA does, they're going to try to do their best to, you know, equate that with the women's side. So huge, huge news. They're now joining um, Australia, Norway, and New Zealand when it comes to regards of equal pay between the women's and men's national teams. I mean, Azana, I know we kind of uh, decided to mention all this non-soccer women's, uh, uh, non-Mexican women's soccer, but I, I think this is just like that precedent, right? I mean, in terms of like CONCACAF, we're seeing the U.S. women's national team having to fight for equal pay. Um, obviously, we've talked about it on the pod before. Mexico's kind of in this murky area because they haven't qualified for a World Cup in a while. But I mean, it just it's just about what we're saying, you know, that bar, that raising that bar about what what it means to just also be a professional player, regardless of. It's it's just so weird that the U.S. has had to fight this long and so hard to make what other countries have. I mean, I don't think it was easy at all. But I you, you kind of expected the U.S. to be like first and foremost, like the first country to actually do that, right? Just because of how successful the women's team has been. So I mean, again, I just hope it brings that much more pressure to other federations and be like, you know, I mean, it doesn't like it, you're not done after having a league or after having some support. I mean, it has to reach this point. So I, I'm really happy to see more cases come in. I mean, again, Brazil, I really wasn't expecting Brazil, to be honest, not because, um, I don't know, it, it was just, it just felt as it was not a, not in the conversation. Then I, I was remembering how Marta spoke after uh, being eliminated in the World Cup and just saying yes. how much um, they were making all these just leaving all these building blocks for the following generations and making sure that they took advantage of them and they actually grew and left um, something for even further generations to come. And then when this happened, I was like, but, but they did. I mean, they had already done so much. And then with this, it's like the biggest gift they could give to the next generation. So um, I'm really happy that they actually got to live that as players still. I mean, just be aware of everything they've done and now have that possibility just have someone like following generations carry on that legacy and be like, I'm, I'm part of that generation that already had that support and um, an equal pay. And hopefully other countries will, will continue to do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're, they're, they're kind of looking and be like, oh man, we have, we got to get like a move on and start doing these things because we just can't stay back and just be like, oh, it's, it's okay if that there's still all these, these huge differences between men and women. Every so often, you know how everybody kind of just tweets out like, oh, remember when this happened? Remember when this happened? I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, they really tried to say that like men are more superior to women and that's why they don't deserve to get equal pay. Like there was like, you know, like that's it's yeah, it's insane a, it's to think that's a frequent conversation when it comes to like these things. Right. Yeah. It's just insane to think like, yeah, like the women's national team, like without a doubt, probably the best international women's soccer team in the world 
multiple World Cup winner. Like that was the argument that the lawyers had against him to pay them equally. It's just crazy. Yeah, but exactly it's, it's, what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's just crazy how I mean, like how you have to like make an argument out of that. It's like you shouldn't even be like discussing. It's just something so obvious at this point. But again, I mean, I just hope it sheds so much more light on, on other federations. I mean, obviously, when what I was thinking about was, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the U.S. is pretty close. I mean, I, I'd, I'd expect them to be just because of how successful the team has been. Um, not that that should be any like prerequisite to actually ask for that. But, it, but again, it's just something extra to look when you look into these things. And then I was thinking about the Mexican Federation. I was like, oh, man, that's going to take a while. I mean, I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad they're going to have a lot more pressure. I can't wait for... I don't know, um, just any activity come by with, with the national team and have someone ask, um, have you seen what other federations are doing and when do you expect that to happen for, for Mexico as well? It's so difficult. I know they have tons of support. I mean, you talk to national team players and they just mention um, all the tournaments that they get to go to, all the preparation, um, just how, how it's improved in general. But again, it's, it's still not enough. So I don't, I, I don't know. I just hope... Um, it's not too far down down the road. Yeah, and exactly what you're saying. It's just that bar that's set, right? That just because there are now women's and men's teams, you know, we've seen we we talked about that last week. You know, oh, just be happy that you're getting coverage. You're just be happy you're allowed to stream. No, there's so much more that needs to be done. And when you see national, you know, federations actually taking that step and saying, yeah, we're gonna do this because it's right. Um, it just puts everything in the right direction. So congratulations to Brazil. And I can only hope that this is, you know, a future um, influence to other federations moving and forward. England. And England. England. forward, And they said, oh, we've been doing this since January. And I was like, dude, that's just probably something you have to like, like make tons of noise about it. Just look, hey guys, we're doing this. I, I, I don't know. They just came out and said, oh, we've been doing that ever since like start of the year. And I was like, well, maybe you should have told us. I mean, it's probably something that everyone should know. So. So again, also um, way to go England because they're 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 also um, getting equal pay for men and women. Definitely. So fun times for women's soccer. Always a always a struggle, but always fun when we get good <laughs> moments like this. Um, before we move on, I just want to say that Mikey Niela is doing great. I just wanted to boast about myself for a second. I never thought I was going to have 12 <laughs> points. Um, once again, thank you to Campeonas MX for letting me be part of it. Um, but I have 12 points, Adriana. I've actually been right. I had my, my, <laughs> my draw last week has me with that extra point. So definitely excited. Hopefully it doesn't mess up for week four. How's your quiniela? Did they invite you back, Adriana? I am not back in the quiniela. So I'm just keeping up with the one I've been doing um, with my boyfriend's family like for the last six or seven years. Um, sadly, we're not doing too well. Something happened. Something, something. I don't know, just messed up because we're usually like top three and now we're like bottom three. Um so yeah, I don't know. Something's been going on. Either he's been changing our predictions, or with that, like behind my back or something. I, it's, I don't know. It's looking suspicious at this point. <laughs> Time to start looking at the internal affairs that are going on. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, moving on, we're reaching the end of the pod, but we, we always give or throw bones sometimes um, over to the men's side. And Adriana, Liam X Men's is actually happening right now as we speak. Actually restarted again yesterday. Um, America finally beating Mazatlan, finally winning in general. I mean, I know they won last week against San Luis, but they were but going it's to so weird Because America fans are like, they're, they're pissed. I mean, they've been pissed like ever since the start of the season. They're not happy with anything that goes on with the team and they're winning i think they're actually first place at this point yeah they're first place tied with cruz azul um it's so weird i mean again it just comes with territory with being america and being a team that you can actually like obligate to not only win but also play well so it was kind of weird because i mean we've seen the um after every game win lose time whatever <laughs> goes on you, you see the fuera piojo trending on twitter and you're like I saw it yesterday and I was like, dude, you won like three to one. I mean, it's not a bad score either. And they were like, no, 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 it's just not enough. We're not playing well. I mean, Miguel Herrera did come out and he said, yeah, I'm, he, I'm not happy with how my team did. Didn't he just like win like most wins with America? Yesterday, he's like <laughs> the most successful coach in coach. official games with America. <laughs> and he's not happy with his team being first place at this. I mean, I understand you have to be like really, really like, I, I, don't, I don't know, like, top of your game at all point with, with like in all moments with, with America. But again, I think I was like, are you guys exaggerating just a tiny bit? I mean, he hasn't had, I mean, and this is coming from a Chivas fan. 
I mean, Miguel Herrera hasn't had his entire squad available since December. <laughs> so, again, this is a team that's constantly, like, moving its, its starting lineup. You've had to switch players. You have to let players go. You had players test positive for COVID. Um, you lost one of your star um, defenders for the rest of the season because of an knee injury. So I was like, I was really thinking, I mean, like, I'm glad they're like, expecting this much from the team, but aren't they taking it just a bit too far? Yes. First of all, fuera piojo, like, I don't, like, yeah, I agree. Like, that, calm down. Like, he, he's the most successful coach. I do think, though, the Querétaro loss, the Monterrey loss, especially given where Monterrey has been, those were kind of, like, what's, like, most, and the multiple go- multiple goal losses, you know? It's not just, like, oh, it's a 1-0 or, like, a 2-1. Like, no, this is, this is like, pure defeatism. Like, their senses of, de- like, just completely, like, just giving up. And some and slightly from Paulo Aguilar too. It's been frustrating to watch him play. Um, so I can kind of understand the frustration, but yeah, when it comes to like the fuera piojo like trends, like that's taking it a little too far. Um, but nice to see that they won. You know, hopefully that they keep that up. The that next that own Puebla. goal for Mazatlan that was just crazy. That's probably like tough. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember other own goals um, that were that terrible, but it's 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 up there. I mean, how do you like? how do you send the ball to your goalkeeper and not realize he's not in the position that he's usually in? I mean, it's, it's terrible both ways. I have no idea what the goalie was doing outside of the goalpost. But again, when you, when you do something so, I, I guess, dangerous, when, when, like just passing the ball back to your goalkeeper and not realizing he's not there. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, it's, I, it's just weird. I, I have no idea what they were thinking. It's, it's just weird. But again, it was just one of these accidents in soccer that happens and it's just, Really weird when it does. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Querétaro won 4 1 today against Toluca. Pachuca and Atletico San Luis is actually happening right now. But Adriana, what are other games we have to look forward to on the men's side? Um, we have an amazing game to end off this this jornada with Tigres versus Chivas. Tigres still not getting their, their um, not getting that Huelgos man, their star goalkeeper. Um, he tested positive for COVID. I think it's been five times. At, um, I think that we're actually waiting on the sixth result um, as we speak. It's not that he's actually tested positive that many times. The, the thing is, they test the players every couple of days just to make just to see if they're already testing negative, so they can actually play. Because I think you have to test negative twice um, to be available for a match. So that's why they're testing them all the time. So five times Nawel has uh, tested positive. It doesn't seem as though he's going to make it for the game. But I don't know. It's been so weird with all, with all these players testing positive, but it, it just might happen because the game's on Saturday. So, I mean, there's still a little bit of time. Um, before hasn't that... Well fun, oh, sorry to interrupt. Hasn't that well fun also, like, not been following rules? And then, like, tries to say, like, don't, like, don't act like this is, like, the only reason this happens or something like that? Uh, the, it, the thing is, it's, I mean, this season... Um, just because of all the, the pandemic and everything, I mean, we're just keeping a closer eye on what players are doing, and it just seems as though so many of them were so eager to break the rules. So we, we're, I think we're seeing more than in previous seasons. I mean, there's usually you would see players, like, partying or just being, like, I don't know, like, getting to practice later, stuff like that. It's kind of normal, I guess. But now, I mean, the, the, they're not only doing those things, but they're also, I, I want to say, stupid because they post stuff on social media and then they get we caught. We gotta turn this into an explicit. We have to give that explicit <laughs> warning for this podcast now. Adriana says it's, it's. I mean, I get you have. They're telling you you can't like have parties, go to people's houses, just like just stay put, go to practice, go back to but go back home and everything. And then they have birthday parties, they have reunions, and then they post them on social media. It's like, what were you thinking? I mean. It, it's bad enough that you're getting all these parties and just risking yourself testing positive and not really contributing to making sure that this entire nightmare goes away. But then you're posting it on social media. It's like, were you expecting people not to like catch up on that? Were you expecting to delete it just so quickly because so people wouldn't see it? I mean, we saw it with Chivas. We saw it with the players in Tigres. We saw it with players in Monterrey. Um, it's, I, and we had um, Cepelini from Cruz Azul and... Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Mosso from Pumas. They went to the same party and they also, they got suspended last week. They couldn't play with their team. So it, it's just, yeah, I mean, I, it's just so stupid at this point. I, I can't understand why they would do it and then why they would just ha- somehow make it public. 
like the men's side has done such a bad job of this because the men's restarted before the women's league, right? So we would get yeah. press releases because they're all following the same protocol, and it'd be like, oh, we had four positive cases, we had five positive cases, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like I have such bad muscle memory from the men's side that when the women send out a press release, I'm just like, oh god, I'm gonna open it, and somebody's gonna be positive, and then I'll be like, oh, everybody came out negative. I'm like, wait, what? what? Like there's nobody. So yeah, the men just terrible, terrible job. Yeah, it's just, I mean, again, I mean, we, we saw um, players at Chivas come forward and say, I mean, they had to apparently beg um, the coaches the coaches and just club administrators and everything at Chivas to have uh, Chicote and Vega back because they were, they were just like, oh, we're going to suspend them. Um, we're not sure for how long. And then their teammates had to come forward and be like, please, please, please let them come back to the team where we need them. They won't do it again. Um, Jesus Molina's team captain said that he was responsible if anything else happened with these guys because he kind of put his name on the line just saying I'm going to be responsible for whatever they do. Um, Oribe Peralta spoke about it. Other players were like, oh yeah, I mean, again, it's totally unnecessary at this point. So other games to look forward to, Jornada Ocho. Um, by the way, we have midweek games next week and this was like an extended week. So we're having like Liga MX games practically every single day, except I think Sunday and Monday. Um, so tons of Liga MX to look forward to. Uh, Pumas versus Puebla also on Saturday. Pretty interesting game. Puebla has been really surprising this season. Lots of um, lots of conversation regarding Santiago Ormeño, whether or not he'll be called up by Tata Martino for the friendly against Costa Rica because it'll only be Liga MX players. He could also be called up by Peru. So I don't know, it'll be interesting to follow up on that. Um, we also have games uh, tomorrow, Necaxa versus León. Cholos versus Monterrey, Juarez versus Santos. That's also happening tomorrow. So um, a couple games today. Pachuca is beating San Luis 2-0 at, um, right now. And we have all those three games tomorrow and three games on Saturday. We, we take a tiny, tiny break for Liga MX on Sunday and Monday. And then we have midweek games all over again um, starting on Tuesday. So, yeah, tons and tons of activity with Liga MX. We have Clásicos coming in uh, in September. We have Clásico Nacional, Chivas América, and we also have América versus Cruz Azul. So, I don't know, it's going to be a pretty interesting month uh, Liga MX-wise. Definitely. And in terms of that Atlas versus Cruz Azul game, I highly recommend you check out our good friend Cesar Hernandez Liga MX preview as part of the Mexican Soccer Show podcast, um, where he talks to the Paradero boys about the Atlas Cruz Azul game. So definitely recommend you guys checking that out. Adriana, as always, so much to talk about. We got through so much within the last hour. Um, any final words? Um, the children have overtaken my room, so we're definitely closing off. So make soon, it quick. Any final words before we say bye? <laughs> Um, just keep up with the conversation. Hashtag Liga Max Fem ENG, Liga Max ENG. And yeah, join the conversation, watch the games, get to know the players. And yeah, just tweet um, at, um, at Azteca Emilia, uh, at Adriana Terraza. So you guys want to talk about a little bit more about women's soccer, Liga Max, um, just about anything. Cat advice on my end, um, advice with kids on Amy's end, just about anything. I mean, we're just there for you guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So like Adriana said, keep up with the content, keep up with everything, because at the end of the day, it is our football. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week.